Praise the Lord. It's good to welcome all of you again. Great Thanksgiving Day. We praise our Father and thank Him for all good things. The message today, learning to release blessing. Learning to release blessing. I want to begin by reading Psalm 129. Many a time they have afflicted me from my youth, let Israel now say. Many a time they have afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed on my back. They made their furrows long. The Lord is righteous. He has cut in pieces the cords of the wicked. Let all those who hate Zion be put to shame and turned back. Let them be as the grass on the housetops, which withers before it grows up, with which the reaper does not fill his hand, nor he who binds sheaves his arms. Neither let those who pass by them say, the blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. There's no blessing on these that this psalm talks about. Now this morning, I'm going to tell you at the outset that I'm going to take some language out of this psalm and take it out of context. There are some words and language that I want, I believe, is quickened in my spirit to share with you today. It's going to be out of context, but the usage of the language won't be violating any scriptural principle. The principle is scriptural and viable, but I will be taking language out of context. But before that, I want to give you the context. So for a few minutes, I'll give you the context. Then I'm going to pull language that I trust will minister to our hearts today. So let's read this psalm again. Many a time they have afflicted me from my youth. Let Israel now say, Many a time they have afflicted me from my youth, yet they have not prevailed against me. The plowers plowed on my back. They made their furrows long. The Lord is righteous. He has cut in pieces the cords of the wicked. Let all those who hate Zion be put to shame and turned back. Let them be as the grass on the housetops, which withers before it grows up, with which the reaper does not fill his hand, nor he who binds sheaves his arms. Neither let those who pass by them say, The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Psalm 129 is known as one of the imprecatory psalms. There's precatory prayer, there's deprecatory prayer, and there's imprecatory prayer. Imprecatory psalms. The word to imprecate means to utter a curse, to call for vengeance on God's enemies and on the enemies of the church. The Bible says, blessed is the man, cursed is the man. When God set his people into the promised land, he noted two mountains in the middle of the land, and he said, one of them, Mount Gerizim, is to be the mountain of blessing, and the other is Ebal, the mountain of cursing. And every so often, the people of God were brought to the foot of those two mountains as those mountains stood together and the people before them in the valley. And the priest would stand on Mount Gerizim and pronounce the blessing of the Lord. Blessed is everyone that does the commandments of the Lord. Blessed is everyone that follows the commandments of the Lord. And the priests would also stand, others of them, on Mount Ebal and pronounce the curses. Cursed is the one who does not fulfill the commandments of the Lord or walk in the obedience of God. So we understand blessing and cursing. 
blessing and cursing. Psalm 129 is an imprecatory psalm. It's, it's uttering a curse. It's denouncing the enemies of God and those who would stand against the ways of God in the earth. We know ultimately that all of God's enemies will be vanquished and Jesus Christ will reign victorious forever. Psalm 129 does teach us how to pray against anti-Christian government, anti-Christian world, and anti-Christian society. It does teach us how to pray. Let them be confounded. Let them be put to shame. Let them be turned back that hate Zion, that hate the ways of God, that hate the church, that hate the Bible. This is a prayer we should pray. Let them be confounded. Let them be confused. Let them be broken. Let them wither as the grass on the housetops withers before it can even grow up. This is in our spirit. Sometimes our prayers are set on a sad and solemn mission to call down this denunciation against unrighteousness, even as, on the other hand, our, our prayers go up to secure the blessing, to invoke the blessing of God. But as people of the Lord, we are balanced out. We invoke the blessing of God, but we also say, let those that hate Zion be confounded and be confused. Now, we do not pray in these imprecatory prayers, as the language is. We do not name individuals by name. We speak against policy. We speak against evil practice and evil policy. And so the, the, it's a general term, let them. It's not a calling out of individuals by name. Now, it's true at times in the Bible that God did bring swift destruction upon his enemies. But again, it's by far the exception and not the rule. And for us, it's wise. We are advised as we pray against unrighteousness, as we pray against immorality, as we pray against anti-Christian philosophy, as we pray against idolatry in the earth, to speak in general terms, let them be confounded and turn back that hate Zion, that hate you, O God. David said, I hate them with a perfect hatred that hate God. We hate evil plotting. We hate the evil that's perpetrated on people of the earth, and we cry out against it in our spirit. But we do not do it out of a personal vengeance. We do not do it because we're particularly offended. There was a time when two disciples, James and John, as they were passing through the village of the Samaritans, and the Samaritans didn't receive Jesus and his ministry. And these disciples were offended, and they said, Lord, should we call fire down from heaven that these may be consumed? And Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you are of. The Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. So when we pray imprecatory prayers like this, let them be turned back that hate the church and hate the word of God and bring evil policy into the earth, we are praying in general terms. We are praying that these evil plots and this wickedness would be turned aside. Now sometimes God does execute decisive judgments. We have a few examples in the Word, but again, when you look at the Word and the men who brought judgment and denunciation on certain individuals, these were men of high standing in the kingdom of God. These were eminent warriors and captains of the Lord. As Moses spoke destruction over Korah and the rebellion and his company, as Elijah, when he called fire down upon the captains, and they were destroyed. And even as the Apostle Paul invoked 
this denunciation against, he mentioned him by name, Alexander the coppersmith. But there are very few examples of that. So we do not pray against individuals. We do not bring curse or vengeance on individuals, politically, philosophically, educationally. We pray generally. That is our wisdom. That is our safeguard. Let them be confounded that hate Zion. Let them, Lord, let their plots and plans wither as the grass before they grow up. That's the cry of the people of God. Listen to Jesus. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Matthew 23. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you religious leaders, you false religious leaders, you misguided interpreters of the word of God, hypocrites. Eight times he pronounced a woe against them in Matthew 23. But you notice he didn't call any of them by name. He didn't single out one Pharisee, one priest, one scribe. I'm sure he could have, but he didn't. Let them be confounded. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees. Who knows? There may be a Saul of Tarsus in the crowd. And there was. At Jerusalem. A man who later championed the gospel across the earth. I'm glad he wasn't singled out and judged at that moment by the power of Jesus Christ. What about the priests? Maybe there are some priests in the crowd at that Jerusalem temple and at part of that party of men and that evil system. Maybe there were some priests in the crowd, and there were. And after the day of Pentecost, when the disciples gave witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ with mighty miracles and signs and wonders, the Bible says in Acts chapter 6 that many of the priests, many of those who opposed Christ as he taught in the temple, many of the priests became obedient to the faith. How thankful that the Lord didn't denounce individuals, didn't bring vengeance on the individuals, but on the system, on the policy, on the party. And so that is our wisdom as well. We don't pronounce God's speed to evil men and their evil plans. We don't say, as Psalm 129 says, we don't say the blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. The Bible says don't do that. Don't give any kind of condoning to the evil behavior and the evil system and the evil ideology and the immoral and illicit way of life that is being perpetrated. The Lord said don't say the blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. No, we say, let them be turned back and confounded that hate Zion and work against the gospel and work against the holiness and righteousness of our God. But one thing we do, we pray for them as individuals, that they may be saved against the policy, against the evil system, but we pray for them as individuals that they might be saved. We are concerned about their welfare. God is not willing that any should perish. And who knows, among that policy, among that evil perpetration of men, that some, like Saul of Tarsus, that some, like the priests, would come out and be obedient to the faith. And so when we pray across the land... The educators, the politicians, the civil leaders, the national leaders. We pray against policy 
We stand against policy in our prayers, but as individuals, we call that they might be saved. When's the last time you prayed for the prime minister and his family and asked that they might be saved? When's the last time you called over the leaders of this nation, over this province, and over this city and said, Lord, that they might be saved, that somebody might preach the gospel, that somebody might come into their life with a seed of hope and life, and who knows, like a Saul of Tarsus, like the priests of Jerusalem, they would turn and repent and serve the Lord. Psalm 129, an imprecatory prayer. We pray for the salvation of individuals, but we denounce in our spirit the evil policy of men. Now I want to shift gears, and I want to shift them quick. And I want to borrow this language of Psalm 129. This is out of context. But I have an inspiration in my spirit. When I talk about the blessing of the Lord now, the blessing of the Lord. Let's look at Psalm 129, verse 8 again. The Bible says, Neither let those who pass by them say, The blessing of the Lord be upon you, we bless you in the name of the Lord. I'm lifting it out. Neither let those who pass by them say, The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. The truth is, some people can't speak blessing. The truth is, some people can't release blessing. They can't say, We bless you in the name of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord be upon you. Why? Because affliction has gotten into their spirit. Verse 1. Many a time they have afflicted me from my youth, let Israel now say. Many a time have they afflicted me from my youth. Is there anybody here that's been afflicted from your youth? Rejected? You grew up in a harsh environment? Unloving family? Brokenness? Dysfunction? hurt and mistreatment, criticism on your life? Anyone here that the plowers have plowed upon your back and wounded you by cruel words, physical hurt, damaging and wounding your spirit and your life? You feel like your back has been plowed? Listen to these words. Yet they have not prevailed against me. Yet they have not prevailed against me. You're here, aren't you, in the presence of God. You're here today in the house of the Lord. They have not prevailed against you. You've been afflicted. You've been wounded. You've been torn down. You've been abandoned. You've been betrayed. You've been cast aside. But you've they have not prevailed against you, and you're in the house of God under the word of the Lord, under the grace of God. Jesus Christ has not let those enemies prevail against you. And now Jesus Christ wants to do something. He wants to take the affliction out of your spirit. He wants to take the wounding out of your spirit, the disappointment, the hurt, the rejection, the dejection. He wants to take it out of your spirit so you can begin to release blessing, so you can begin to say, the blessing of the Lord be upon me, upon you. The blessing, I bless you in the name of the Lord. A people here to whom 
captivity was not only physical, but spiritual. They'd been in captivity so long that affliction got into their spirit and they could no longer release the blessing of God. They were so bound up. But thanks be to God, he is righteous. He cuts asunder the cords of wickedness. He will loose and free us. He will take us as captives and break our chains. I'm on a mission this morning and commission. The Lord said, speak over the people and say, affliction, come out of the people of God. Rejection, come out of the people of God. Dejection, come out of the people of God. Captivity, come out of the people of God. Hurt, come out of the people of God. Abandonment, come out of the people of God. Curse, come out of the people of God. Cruel words, come out of the people of God. In Jesus' name, say it over your own life. Affliction, come out of me in the name of Jesus. Hurt, come out of me. Betrayal, come out of me. Dysfunction, come out of me. Rejection, come out of me. Disappointment, come out of me. And whenever you feel it from this point on, you need to say it. When you feel that dejection, when you feel disappointment, in your life, you say, disappointment, you come out of me in the name of Jesus. I'm blessed of God. I'm blessed of God. Listen, there's times as a pastor when I have to say, disappointment, come out of my spirit. You're not having your way with me right now. Betrayal, come out of my spirit. You're not having your way with me. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to serve the Lord. God wants to take the pain, the rejection, the disappointment, the affliction out of our spirit so we can release blessing and we can walk with him. Let the pain come out and get to work in the vineyard. Let the affliction come out and get to work with God. It doesn't matter what hour of the day you show up, Jesus said. It doesn't matter what hour of the day you come to work. You're going to get the same reward as everybody else. What a word from the Lord. You'll get the same reward as any, anyone else. <clears throat> Some of us have served the Lord all our life. For decades and decades from our mother's womb. Others of you got saved maybe when you were 30, 40, 50, or beyond. Some of you that are here, you've only been saved three, five, seven years, but I look at you and I see that God has given you the same reward as everybody else. You've got the same joy of the Lord. You have the same anointing of the Spirit. You have the same hunger for the word. You have the same love for the house of God. You have the same fulfillment in service before the Lord. Once the affliction and pain is out of our spirit, we can serve the Lord. Once the affliction and pain is out, we can release the blessing of God. This morning, three quick points.
Number one, begin to bless your own life. Begin to bless your own life. Bless and curse not. Acts 3.26, God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you. God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you. In turning every one of us away from our iniquities, from our sins, thank God we're clean. Now you are clean. Now you are clean through the word that I have spoken to you, Jesus said. How many are thankful you're clean? You feel it and you know it. You're washed. The clean water of God has been washed over our life. God sent his son to bless you. Turn every one of us away from our iniquities. God, having raised up his son, sent him to bless you. And so I must bless and curse not. I must align myself with Jesus over my life and begin to bless and curse not. And right from the beginning, when God created man and woman, Genesis 1, 28, the first thing he did after he created the man and the woman, he said he blessed them. That's the first thing. He blessed them. Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. The blessing of the Lord be upon us. There was a young man in 1 Chronicles 4, 9 to 10 who was more honorable than his brethren. Bible says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Jabez, meaning pain, causing pain, or he will cause pain. That's what a mother called her son. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, my inheritance, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain or that evil would not grieve me. So God granted him what he requested. Can you imagine this young child? His mother bore him in pain. We don't know the circumstances. Maybe divorce, broken home. Maybe there was sorrow at that time. Maybe there was economic difficulty, and they didn't have enough to feed another mouth in the family. Who knows what kind of words, what kind of spirit was on that home at that time. But his mother said, I, your name is Jabez. You've caused pain, and you will cause pain. Can you imagine growing up under that kind of spirit? The words, the denouncing, the negativity. But there came a point in Jabez's life where he began to call on the Lord and it changed his life. And all the pain came out of him. And all the heartache came out of him. And all those words and all those memories were broken off his life because he called on the God of heaven. And to call on the God of heaven, you have to lift your voice. Some of you this morning, you have to become more desperate. You go like Jabez. Oh, God, bless me indeed. Begin to cry out before the Lord. Open your mouth and open your spirit. Lord, bless me indeed. Enlarge my coast. Let your hand be with me. Keep me from evil, that evil would not hurt my life. And God granted him that which he requested. Some sons are more honorable. 
Some daughters are more honorable because they call on the God of heaven. Jabez called on the God of heaven, and it changed his life. Learn to bless your own life. Begin to bless your own life. There's so many words that want to tear us down. We're so aware of our human limitation, and sometimes we're so failure conscious. We know what we're not, not only what we are. But we have to begin to bless our own life. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, the word of God, he meditates day and night. Blessed is this man. You say to yourself, I'm that man. I'm that woman. I don't walk in the counsel of the world any longer. My delight is in the word of God, and I want to learn everything I can from the book, book of God so that my life changes and I'm fruitful. And verse 3 says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. A few decades ago, we sang that verse 3 as a scripture chorus. We sang it over and over. We sang it so many times that it got into our spirit. I am like a tree planted by the streams of water, ready to bring forth my fruit in its season. My leaf shall never fade nor wither, and everything I do shall prosper. Begin to bless your life. Say, Lord, that's me. I am that tree. Begin to bring the blessing. Begin to bring the promises of God. Begin to bring a confession of the blessing and the word of God over your life. Scriptures like, I'm a wide-eyed, sanctified, blood-bought, Bible-taught, Bible-toting, Scripture-quoting, sin-trashing, Satan-bashing. Extreme believer, and I'm proud of it. Now, I don't know that perfectly, but our children know it perfectly. And it's in their spirit. Psalm 139. Psalm 139. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. When you feel the buffeting of Satan, when you feel the trial of life, when you're made aware, as we are often, of our human frailty, of our limitation, of our inability. And sometimes we struggle in our emotions and in our personality because we know who we are and we know what we're dealing with in life. We have to rise up and say, Psalm 139, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows right well. My substance was not hid from you when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. How precious are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. Every morning when I wake up, you're still thinking about me. Precious thoughts of God. Precious thoughts of God. This morning, begin to bless your own life. Begin to bless your own life. When that curse word would come, that negative, that derogatory spirit and emotion and feeling, begin to bless your life. Rise up and say, I'm like a tree planted by the waters. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the woman. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Let the affliction come out of your spirit and begin to bless your life. Number two, 
Begin to bless the Lord. Begin to bless the Lord. Psalm 34, 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalm 67, 5 to 6, let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. Let all the people praise you. Then there will be increase coming out of the earth of our lives, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. Begin to bless the Lord. Learn to bless the Lord. Psalm 89, 15 to 17, Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound the sound of singing and praise. They've learned the nine praise expressions. They've learned how to shout and clap and dance and lift hands and sing unto the Lord and bow and kneel before the Lord. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound, the sound of the sanctuary, the sound of David's instruments, the sound of Zion's hill. Blessed is the people that know the joyful sound. They shall walk, O Lord, in the light of thy countenance. In thy name shall they rejoice all the day, and in thy righteousness shall they be exalted. For thou art the glory of their strength, and in thy favor our horn shall be exalted. Our horn of strength, our horn of power, our horn of family inheritance shall be exalted. Begin to bless the Lord. Let the affliction come out of your spirit and begin to bless the Lord. Begin to lift your hands if you're not accustomed to it. Begin to rejoice before God. Begin to sing loud praises. Clap your hands, all ye people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Triumph. Get involved with the praises of the Bible, for that is the way that God has appointed for us. In that blessing, as we begin to bless the Lord, the Bible says that God, who made heaven and earth, will bless us out of Zion. When we're set free, we can praise the Lord. Number three, begin to bless others. Begin to bless others. Psalm 129.8, again, I'm borrowing the language. The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. In a positive sense, this phrase was used as People were harvesting in the fall and in the fields, reaping the wheat and the grain, that as people passed by on the paths and on the roads, they would shout to the reapers, they would shout to those in the harvest field, the blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Take increase out of the earth. Be blessed. Have provision for your family. Enjoy your night. Enjoy the presence of God. Enjoy the fields and the inheritance he's given you. They'd walk by and give the blessing of the Lord to people. Begin to bless people. Be encouraging. Let's become complimentary in spirit. Encouraging of a prophetic nature that begins to pour out blessing on people. And again, blessing is something you speak. It's first in your heart, but it's something you speak. Blessing is what we speak. Say, the blessing of the Lord be upon you. Now have no fear. If you become too encouraging, 
and think you're getting out of hand, we'll come by and adjust you and say, pull it in a little bit. Too much encouragement coming from you. You're, you're exhorting. You're blessing the people of God too much. You're spreading too much joy around here in the hearts of the people. But strangely, in 45 years of ministry, I've never had to do that yet. But maybe with somebody here, it'll be the first time. Begin to bless others. Let's not be so small-spirited. That is of human nature. That is, that is of the flesh. God wants us to be large-spirited, to pour out blessing, to speak life over one another and the goodness of the Lord. In John chapter 1 and verse 42, a young man was introduced to Jesus, young married man, probably in his early 20s. His name we know as Peter. When Andrew, his brother, brought him to Jesus, to introduce him to Jesus for the first time, the Bible says Jesus looked at him. Jesus beheld him and said, You are Simon, but you shall be called Cephas, Cephas, a stone. We know as Peter, a rock. You are Simon. First time he looked at him. A reed. You blow with the wind. You blow with emotion, with your feelings, back and forth. Whatever the direction of the wind is blowing, that's where you bend. You are Simon, but you shall be called a rock. You will be called a stone from a reed to a rock. Now, I admit this, the learning curve was steep. But three years later, Jesus said, you are a rock. You are Peter. Not you shall be called. Now it was, you are Peter. You are Petros, a rock. And upon this rock, Petra, a crag, a boulder, a granite mountain rock, I will build my church. The blessing of the Lord, a prophetic word over this young man. Now, the reason why we don't bless other people like we should is because we don't stop to behold them like Jesus did. When you look at people, stop for a moment and behold them. And see, if, see what God would say. What, what is God's view of that individual? What would... God say, what is God saying about my brother, my sister, my son, my daughter? What is God saying about my wife, my husband? What is God saying about people that walk by me on the street? What is the word of the Lord? over them. What is in God's heart for them? You know, when you look at a person, you're looking at somebody of infinite worth in the eyes of God. God counted and considers that person that you're looking at of such worth that he said that person is worthy that my son would leave heaven's glory and go down and die on a cruel cross and suffer for the sins of that person that that person might come into relationship with me and be redeemed that's how much god thinks that person is worth now what do you have to say 
Now what do you have to say about your family member, your relatives, people at work, people in the house of God? Isaiah 50 and verse 4. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned. When I wake up in the morning, the word of the Lord, the blessing of God is in my mouth and in my heart that I might that day speak a word to him that is weary, that I might have the blessing of God on my tongue, that I might have encouragement, that I might have the promise of God, that I would have life instead of death on my tongue that day. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning, he wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned. What a beautiful scripture. Begin to bless others. Bless your wife. Bless your husband. Bless your children. Bless your grandchildren. Speak blessing. Speak the goodness of God. Speak the promise of God. Speak the mind of Christ. Speak the prophetic word of the Lord. You shall be. You shall be. You're going to be strong in the Lord. You're going to be a worship warrior. You're going to be a prayer prophet. You're going to be a gospel preacher a messenger of the Lord, speak life. Isaiah 62 and verse 2. The Lord says, You shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will name. You shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will name. The mouth of the Lord wants to name every individual. And name them in the blessing of God. And name them in the prophetic design of God. The mouth of the Lord. A new name for every person. Now in Isaiah, the people of God, they were being called forsaken. They were being called outcasts. Undesired. Nobody wants you. Discarded. Cast off. Isaiah said, no, there's a word from the Lord. And God's going to put a new name on his people. A mouth, a name which the mouth of the Lord shall name. And when we speak over people, there's a word, there's a name that the mouth of the Lord has named, and we must learn to speak the word of the Lord and the name of the Lord. See, it doesn't say your mouth, your mouth, because your mouth might say things it shouldn't say. <laughs> it says, a new name which the mouth of the Lord will name. And so now we say what God says. Worship team, come. This morning, let the affliction come out of your spirit. Let the pain come out of your spirit. Let the discouragement come out of your spirit. Let the heartache come out of your spirit. Let the rejection come out of your spirit. And begin to bless yourself in the name of the Lord. Begin to bless yourself in the name of the Lord. Begin to bless the Lord. Let his praise continually be in your mouth. It'll change your life. It'll transform your spirit and your heart. The language of flowing out of you will be a language of blessing and joy and praise and thanksgiving. And number three, begin to bless others. Begin to bless others. 
new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. Take a moment, step back, look at people, and say what God says. Speak the promise of the Lord. Let's stand together this morning. Surrender our hearts to the Lord right now. Let the Lord cleanse and wash and renew your spirit. Hallelujah. Receive from the presence of the Lord. Receive the anointing. Receive the blessing of God today. The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord.